we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And um, the fruit of the Spirit are for the development of Christian character. And um, so this was really interesting to me because the Lord was talking to me so much <laughs> while I was going over this. I mean, I was going, I would read one thing and then the next thing I know I would read something else and read something else. And I'm like, where is this going, Lord? Because I'm supposed to be talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And I had one that I was supposed to speak about. But I was, but I, the Lord, what he was doing was, which I'm going to get to that in a little bit, he was, he was feeding me, he was, because I was empty. I was empty. And, um, thank you, Lord. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, so, thank you, Lord. The development of Christian character. So, character, the definition of character is collection or mass, the tum total or makeup of traits that form the individual nature of some person or thing. Another one was moral, ethical quality, and reputation. And then I wrote over to decide who are we looking like? What are people saying about us? And the count of qualities or habits from a former employer. So even at work, what are they saying about us at work? Are we given, are we showing our character, our Christian character at work? Or are we being common? Or are we looking like God's children? So that was for character. So Galatians 5 and 22, if you want to go there, I'm going to go there. Okay, Galatians 5. Okay, I'm here in 22. Actually, I want to start at 19. Okay, so the 19 goes over. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, because we all have a sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, Outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, it says, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, it says in 22... But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. This is people who have accepted Christ into their life and they have his spirit in them. The spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, yes. patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
and self-control. There is no law against these things. So the, the, character, the character trait that I will be looking at, the fruit of the Spirit that I'll be looking at today is kindness. Well, sorry, faith. It'll be faith. And it's kind of going to fall into faithfulness because some texts say faith and some say faithfulness. So I was like, well, Lord, which one should I write on? So we went to the root word first. We're going to look at faith, and then we'll go into faithfulness. Okay? So where is it at? 22. Oh, I said that already. I'm sorry. Give me a minute here because I am so not put together. But I thank God that I'm up here speaking because I really didn't know how this was going to work out. But I trusted God to come and that he was going to meet me here. I prayed and I asked him, I said, Lord, meet me at the podium because I don't know how this is going to go. So bear with me this morning. And I had lots of uh, opposition getting here this morning. I mean, I even called, I mean, I talked to pastor even this morning. But even after I left, after talking to pastor, I go to get on the highway and the road was blocked off. So I had to go around in another way. Then that road was blocked off. Then I had to go a third way. And I'm like, wow, like you, the enemy is really trying to keep me from getting there this morning. So I know God is going to bless this morning. <laughs> so, um, um, so our word is faith. Then I looked up the root word, faith. Faith, can someone give me a definition of faith? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that, but I kept, then I looked, because I wanted to just go a little bit deeper in that. So I said, it says confidence or trust in a person or thing. Faith in another's ability. Then as um, my sister here, Joyce said, it says the substance of that hoped for but not seen. A belief which is not based on proof. So I was, um, what I, what I was asking the Lord, like, what can I use to use for faith? Something visual, because I'm a visual person. And what I saw when I asked the question was, I saw it was over there, that chair. So from where you're sitting, you see the top part of that chair. You see the black part, right? The top part of it, ooh. I'm all right, y'all. <laughs> but, um, okay, so I said that wrong. So this is not a chair, but it looks like it's the top part of the piano here, right? Okay, you can see the black part, right? But you can't see the bottom of it, right? But you know that it can't sit up in the air by itself without something being attached to the floor to hold it up, right? Okay, so you have faith. That's like a visual of faith, but we really can't see it, but you can't see the bottom part of that piano. So I hope that that kind of makes sense to somebody, because I am a, like I was saying, a visual, a visual type person. Let me watch myself. <laughs> okay. Then the third one says, Christian theology, the trust in God and in his mighty promises as made through Christ and the scriptures. 
by which we are justified or saved. So we believe in his promises. When we, when we believe his word in the Bible, this is his word. So we believe what it says. That's faith. By faith we read it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Okay? So, all right. So what I had, I got to tell y'all a little bit about me because this is where I kept getting stuck. And I was like, you know, when I, when I got stuck, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going through so many stories in the Bible that I could use. And they are great because I've learned from them. I'm sure you read some and you learned some. What I heard was some of me. God wanted me to tell about me and how this has been working in my life and in my struggle. So um, um, if you can, go to Genesis 1-3. We're going to go there real quick. And and I'm, I'm hoping that this will all come together and somebody here will be blessed by it that the Lord will will be blessed, that he will be glorified in it. Okay. So, okay, are you there? Okay. So, Genesis chapter 3, and it starts here at 1. This is what happened to me, and I'm sure it kind of happens to some of you at times too, but I had to bring this out because... The Lord wanted me to bring this out because this is very important to faith. Um, The serpent was the shrewdest of all wild animals. The Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat, God said. You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. And the Lord stopped me there because it was not exactly what God said. Because God said, if you eat of the fruit, you will die. So, just with the words, and not really being sure of the word, not reading our word like we should and knowing the enemy can come in, and he can make us doubt the word of God. And I believe in my heart, and with all of me, that that is what happened here with Eve. Because Eve said, if you touch it, you would die. So, you know, God, I mean, not God, excuse me, Lord. The enemy knows the word. He knows the word. And he will test us on what we know. And he banks on us not knowing the word. When we don't know the word, then that's when he can use us and manipulate us to do the things that he wants us to do. So, in that, so as your story goes, she did, they, you know, they, they got kicked out of the garden. She, they didn't die like a physical death, but 
they became separated, detached from God. And in that, that's something that happened to me. You know, uh, going through, I had a really rough time the past, over the past few years. And it seemed like no, much, no matter how much I was trying to go through it with grace, <laughs> it was like the enemy just was getting right up in there, right up in my face, in my personal space, letting me know that, you know, he was going to do everything he could to keep me, to try to keep me bound so that I would not speak the word of God. Like I said, I had not even got up in front of people and spoke. I would sit in church and they would ask questions and I would feel like I wanted to speak, but I wouldn't do it. You know, things like that. Or on my job, when, you know, things would go wrong and I would speak up, and I would speak to my supervisors and things like that about it, or even write letters to directors, higher-ups. Nothing seemed to change. It was, all, it was as though, it was as though it was a force against me, even though I was speaking what was right. There was no justice in it. Like, it was just no justice in it. And it was happening repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly to the point where it was just like, Lord, why are you allowing me to go through this? Like, I see people doing things they really don't have no business in around here, but seem like they're doing better than me. <laughs> you know? And um, the Lord was letting me know that I needed to start. I needed to, he was trying to get me to come back because I stopped reading my word. I was trying to make it without reading my word every day, which is our food which is, you know, our water, our living water. And I was just, I was dry, I had nothing. I mean, I was, my, my, my substance probably was stuff that was from a time before or something, or it was very minute. Think of a cup. You know, God wants that cup or that glass continually flowing. When, you know, it gets to the top, it should be overflowing continually. It should not get down up there and stop because what happens is when it gets up to the top and it stops when trouble or life or adversity come against us it pours out because we have to use it right we have to use it that faith but then you keep doing it and you're not refilling and recharging it just gets lower and lower you might read whatever you see every Let's say, let's give, just to be nice, I'll say pick up that Bible maybe once a week. Give it a good read. Well, guess what? You got it probably up some, but is it overflowing? Because it's not continually. And God, that's what, he, that's what our lives should look like. We should be ready at all times to give a word and to speak and to praise God. We should have joy all the time. And that comes from staying in the word. I had no joy I had no joy. I got to the place where, I, I'm telling you, I should not be standing here. I should be dead because the enemy wanted to kill me. I would sit around and think about how it would be better if I wasn't here all the time. All the time. And still have to get up and smile and go to work and look like I'm normal. But on the inside, I, 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 was, I, was, I had nothing. 
And still, God was with me. He was with me. He would let me know he was with me. Certain things would happen. I know he was with me or he would talk to me. He would take care of me. He would provide for me because I went through a period and I'm still there where I'm not working consistently. I'm not working and that, that is like so unlike me to not be able to have money to provide and take care of myself. But God has been taking care of me. I still have a roof over my head. Um, I'm not hungry. I'm not begging for bread from people. You know, I have people who even offer me money and I don't see no reason for it now because God is taking care of everything for me. I don't, so I'm just telling you this because I'm just showing you that God is faithful. He is faithful. Help me, Holy Spirit. I think I'm gonna have to switch over here now because this is the part where I got a little bit confused again. So give me a second here, so I can recollect. Okay, so this one is uh, John 5. So John 5, excuse me, John 15, I'm sorry. John 15. And God is good because I didn't even think I would be talking to y'all this long. And anybody here in this church who know me know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to still get there. I thought I had it marked there. John 15. John 15 and it's 1 and 11 here and this was something that spoke to me and I wanted to share with everybody here and this just goes with um, faithfulness did I even read the definition of faithfulness? I don't even think I got to that did I? okay thank you (laughs) Um, okay So the definition of faithfulness is strict or thorough in the performance of duty. True to one's word, promises, vows, etc. Steady in allegiance or affection, loyal, reliable. Are we reliable? I'm telling you, these was hitting hard when I was going through this. Reliable, trusted, adhering to true, adhering to true to fact and original. Okay. I'm almost finished here. It says... And one, I am the I am the grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that excuse me, he prunes he prunes the branches that have 
That's all right, I'm gonna do it one more time, because it's okay. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he, produ- and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. I'm reading that because when we stay attached and we are faithful t- to God, that sometimes he has to prune us and cut them, cut them stems back. It was a plant there. I was going to use that for an example. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so Jesus is the vine. And then you have the leaves here, but if it was a tree, it would be branches. Okay. So sometimes when the plant, you know, to get it to produce more, you have to cut it back. So you would kind of cut off the stem a little bit to an angle. And then I don't know how it does it. I'm not a, I don't know that deeply, but I have recently started working with plants again. I've never been a planter really, but I guess that's something that's changing too because I've been growing plants, and they've been growing wonderfully. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, and I had to prune back a plant. And now it, it had got to the point where it kind of was stopped. It had stopped growing and, like, branching off. But when I pruned it back, then it began to bud again. You started seeing the, the new buds coming in. So it, it's, that was, and actually I had named that uh, plant Hope. Hope. I had made a rock, I like to decorate rocks, and I took the rock and I decorated it blue, and then I named it Faith, and I put the rock in there with it, because by faith it was going to grow, not faith, hope, hope and faith, they kind of go together too, (laughs) but yes, I named it Hope, but yes, that sometimes that happens, so when you have already been pruned and purified, the message I have by the, by the message I have given you, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So I'm saying that because in order for us to have the good things of God and really live a good life, we have to stay connected to God and I can say I am connected back now that the Lord has brought me back because he snatched me. He really did. He snatched me from death because I was so close. He snatched me from death, and I am so thankful to be here, to be able to just stand here and say these words and speak of his goodness to you. So I'm hoping that out of something that I said today, that it will bless someone here. Okay, and then lastly, here we go. This is the last one. Psalms 1. In Psalms 1, it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join with the mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. 
So I'm just want you to I wanted to share that with you all so that you can know that there is prosperity in, in being in our in our faithfulness and our goodness to God. God is faithful to us, but we have to also be faithful and stay in our word, in how in our character, because all those things reflect who He is, and they should reflect Him. We should look like Him. We shouldn't look like just the common people from, you know, the world. We shouldn't look like that. It should be something different about us. So I thank y'all and I bless God and I pray to somebody. Somebody got something good and the Lord was glorified in us. <laughs>